G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, May 23. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual, Joel Marshall and Daniel Nuttall. Well, Daniel, uh, the focus turns to Brisbane this week. The main race is the Group 2 Victory Stakes. And as I've written in Best Bets and Winning Post this week, it's a race that's a good horse's race. Uh, it's been won by horses that have either won Group 1s going in or have won them later on, both in the case of impending. And uh, let's not forget Buffering won this race in 2011 and 2013 and after many attempts finally broke through at Group 1 level and ended up winning six Group 1s. Uh, anything in this year's field that takes your fancy as a future Group 1 winner? Yeah, as you said, it's a good horses race, and this is um, there's a plenty of good horses in this field. It's a really competitive affair. Um, you can make a case for, I think most of the field have a really good shot. There's a couple of newcomers down the bottom there in winning form, and then a couple of tried and true horses uh, at the top course. Kementari, the, the one of those. Um, and yeah, like lots of last night winners, Tambo's mate, and Soxagon, I think, add a bit of intrigue. Um, but yeah, look, plenty of. Plenty of good horses in this and will be a competitive field. Whether it you know, can produce any Group 1 winners down the track, um, not sure. But, yeah, we'll hope to see Kevin Tari back at his best. He's a live chance in this. But um, as I'll sort of touch on later, we yeah, it's um, pretty tough to sort of figure out that one, the victory stakes. Joel, uh, we're just starting the Brisbane Carnival, which has been truncated. Unlike the Adelaide one, which pretty, pretty much uh, went according to the original schedule. Uh, we're only two weeks out from uh, a couple of the, the only two group ones that they're going to run up there. How do you think it's all shaping? Is it uh, missing a bit or is it um, the, the horses are, are ready so we're going to get good fields anyway? Yeah, look, I think, you know, it was all sort of doom and gloom a few weeks ago and they've put on sort of a bit of a makeshift carnival and it seems to be, it seems to be going okay. I guess you're going to... You just wonder if there should have been a Derby or an Oaks. I know they're running a, well, they're running the Gun Sind, and I think they're running a Rough Habit in a couple of weeks, and and they're running a a Roses, but no sort of Grand Final of Oaks or Derby. I mean, if even if it was just for the reduced prize money, and let's say they wanted to knock it back to a Group Two for a year, uh, I reckon they could have done that. Would have made it just a little bit better. But um, I think all eyes on the Eagle Farm track on Saturday. That's the biggest talking point. We've uh, a fair few rumblings coming out of Queensland in the last couple of weeks about the state of the Eagle Farm track. Uh, so it will be very interesting to see how it plays Saturday because if it's a bit of a disaster Saturday, they might have to seriously think about the Stradbroke meeting and, and what they do with that. Sure. Say it ain't so. <laughs> Again. <laughs> all, that, all that trouble they I uh, must admit I haven't heard much of that, but... Um... All that trouble they had with it. And then it was the greatest track in Australia, wasn't it, last year? Mm. Yeah, it was back and, and back better than ever. And apparently it's just, um, yeah, well, they, they sort of, they gave it a bit of a rest in the last sort of month and a bit trying to get it right again. Uh, from what I believe, when it's wet, it's not too bad. But when it's dry, it just seems to be throwing up these clods. And I know Chris Waller had a little bit to say on it last week, um, just sort of hoping that it would play out. Okay, so I guess we'll know more after Saturday. But uh, yeah, if it if it doesn't hold up on Saturday, I, I think they'd have to seriously look at moving that Stradbroke meeting to. Um, well, I mean they'll probably go to Doombin, but I'd like to see it go to Sunshine Coast. I reckon that'd be a better track for it. But fingers crossed, the farm comes through Saturday in uh, with the flying colours. 
Okay, well, it's not just the victory stakes on Saturday. There are three black type races. We will take you through them. In fact, we may as well take you through the whole quaddy because we start in race six, which is the first leg of the quaddy. It is the Moet and Chandon Champagne Classic, 1,200-metre Group 2. Set weights for three-year-olds. As we speak to you, there's just the eight to face the starter with Overlord staying home in Sydney. What did you like here, Daniel? I think it's a race in three, and the market sort of suggests that, and they sort of sort of reflects as a race in two between the two boom Brisbane horses, Rothfire and Isotope. Um, Rothfire was beating up on some pretty good opposition sort of late last year and um, sort of summer months, and comes back first up from a spell. Probably the only query um, there, Isotope, of course, two on the trot, presents here third up, and look, really hasn't been taken out of first or second gear. So has she in the in her two wins? Um, so that reason, I'm going to go with her on top. They've both rated through the roof those wins. So the seven isotope, the two in next wild ruler is the Sydney Colt. Um, that second to McCrura, first up looks pretty good now, um, and has since trialed really well, winning a trial in Sydney. So deserves to be um, in consideration. Rothfire in for third. It's a little query of mine resuming at 1200, uh, but he obviously wouldn't shock. And then a bit of a gap to uh, the six Kukaracha for the Wallace Stable. My numbers, seven, two, one, six. John, did you uh, Yeah, I, I th- I'm surprised Cucaracha's $18. I know there's obviously a boom on these uh, locals, but um, yeah, I could have something each way. Cucaracha at $18, blinkers on. I thought that was a very strong race that he contested. At Randwick last start, we see uh, a couple of the key players out of that race. Peltzer and Overlord stay in Sydney uh, for a race at Randwick. So, yeah, I'd go the six Cucaracha to beat seven Isotope, four Balix. I think it might have been missed by the market to some degree, and two Wild Ruler. Race seven, second leg of the Quaddy at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Lexus Gun Sind Classic Group 3 set weights for three-year-olds. Daniel. Yeah, one I've been sort of following this time in, Ballistic Boy. I just think at the price, I'd rather sort of back him on an each-way basis then taking the shorts about the boom three-year-old Kinane, who, of course, was uh, the former Mick Kent runner. It's had a couple of starts with Chris Waller and was so dominant winning that Frank Packer plate in Sydney um, since been offered in the ballpark at $2 million from Hong Kong interest and being shot down by the owners. Um, so, obviously, think he's um, going to go on to bigger and better things and off the strength of that win, you'd, you'd think so. I just couldn't have him at the price on top. So, I'm with Ballistic Boy. I think we'll look... Um, Certainly appreciate getting back on to the wider expanses of Eagle Farm. Chris Anderson, his trainer, suggested as much before his last start run at Doombin, where he was good there. All the way into third. I'm tested at this longer trip. I think he gives the impression oh, he'll, um, he'll more than handle it. So the two on top, Ballistic Boy, Canaan, and next, the second. The third is uh, the Ballistic Boy, so we won't profit. Another who will get uh, appreciate getting out to, so getting back onto Eagle Farm. And looks uh, looks a horse, you know, really relish getting over to sort of two thousand meters and further in time. A uh, bit of a gap then to Skyhorse, the informer runner from the Marin used to stable, but keen a back player in the two and the five, two five one, and then a fourteen. Yeah, I went the five Canane on top. He's um, well, I think he's the best horse in the race. He's going to need a little bit to go right from that draw, but I think the big track suits. I'd certainly be worried if it was Doombin, but uh, I'll go with five Canane on top. From his stablemate number 11, Impactful, I still don't think we've seen the best of him. He was good two starts back when they brought him back in trip behind Grand Piano. Just never got into it at Doombin in the Daybreak Glover. I'm just thinking Eagle Farm, Blinkers first time. 
a better draw can all see him, all factors that can see him improve at 30 to 1. Uh, 14 Sky Horse, respecting that the Ma Eustace stable send this filly north off uh, two nice wins. And in for fourth, I had number eight, Super Giant, who were led for a long way in that daybreak lover. And the big one at Eagle Farm on Saturday, third leg of the quaddy, is race eight, TAB Victory Stakes. Meters at Group 2 level, set weights and penalties. Daniel, your value bet on the program comes up here. Yeah, well, I did allude to earlier there were plenty of chances in the race, which there are, but I'm surprised Winner Bride went up double figures. Uh, she resumed in, in a Sydney Group 2, sort of against her own sex, Sapphire Stakes, and well, covered ground throughout. She stuck on pretty well, I thought, for fourth. Last preparation, sent to New Zealand, tackled a couple of Group 1s. Um, she measured up there and probably could make a case she should have won um, that railway, that system, a railway race. Um, so, yeah, win a bride, double figure odds, second up, I think, uh, ticks a few boxes. And, yeah, was an open race, I think, just the wrong price. So, each way for me, for her, number eight, race 12. Um, I've got Vega one in next. Uh, look, these two runs this prep have been pretty good. They went slow last start, the BRC sprint, got a long way back and ran on well. He's pretty good to the line considering the, uh, the tempo of the race sort of um, favoured those on speed. Tambo's mate, of course, winning that race. But Kementari next gets some weight relief, carried 60 and 61 kilos in his two Queensland, um, sorry, sorry, his two previous two starts, gets down to 58 kilos, need a bit of luck from the draw, but we know how classy he can be. Free of debt, I think it's worth a, worth, a, um, worth a bet each way and throwing into wider multiples as well in this field. And last up, winner Tambo's mate goes in to the exotics as well. My numbers, 12, 8, 1, 16 and 4. Yeah, I thought number seven, Victorum, could probably be worth another chance. He was disappointing first up, but he just wanted to buck jump uh, early on. I think there was a bit of an issue with his gear and his saddle there, and he sort of settled down after a couple of hundred metres, but uh, then you know, he was sort of buried away on the fence, and he finished last, but he was only beaten five lengths. I just think there are a few excuses there. He doesn't put in many bad ones, so I think at a good good price from a good gate, I'll go with him. One, Kementari, he gets the... Uh, the weight turnaround on a lot of those rivals from the BRC sprint. I just worry that he might be looking for further than 1,200 now. He's only won one race at 1,200. So um, you just, after three runs back, they've all been pretty solid. But um, just worry if he's looking for a bit further. Three tie zones, got a shocking gait, but I think he's going well. Thought his uh, run in the BRC sprint was good. He'll be hitting the line late. And, yeah, I'll include Winter Bride in my numbers as well. All righty. Uh, since we're hot, we may as well finish off the quaddy and they've thrown us a little bit of a uh, challenge here, a 1,400-metre benchmark 72 sponsored by Mitties and 16 to face the starter, Daniel. Yeah, I'm with Ringy, La- or sorry, Ringy Spring, the eight. So I think one's a pretty winnable race here. I know it's a, a big field, um, but it's a field with a bit of a long tail and um, I think a Riggy Spring is probably close to making my one of my better bets of the day. Um, just missed an inform one in Tokariki Lad last start. I think a repeat of that run would would see her going close in this. So the eight on top, the four in next, which is great. Keppel gets his chance with even luck. Uh, horse that always tries hard doesn't know to run a poor race, and the speed will be on, which um, should give him every chance to to run home and flash home late. Brynick one. Just needed that run first up, sort of faded late, but there was a stronger race than what he counters here. Has to go in the numbers. And I think Shemert and Trail of Glory, the stable mates, have to be considered as well. Eights on top of four, one, and 13.
All righty. We have covered your value bet, which was Winter Bride, but your best we haven't comes up earlier in the program. Daniel, race three, number one, Royal Witness. Yeah, Royal Witness has to carry the 60 kilos, two kilos more than... The next, he's just a better horse than these. Uh, he was over the 900 metres at the Gold Coast last start. Probably just found a few of those on-speed runners a bit too nippy there. Tracking up well prior and is sort of form in Sydney for Joe Pride before coming to the Toby and Trent Edmonds stable. Reads well for this. Uh, he'll win one soon. He's been thereabouts with getting close without reward, and I think this is a good race for him. So Royal Witness, the best of the day in um, Brisbane. Race three, number one. All righty, Joel, any further and better particulars about Eagle Farm? Uh, one bet earlier in the card, best for the meeting race, four, number 11, so dapper. Uh, the Apprentice Road last start sort of got back into a bit of traffic, worked home late, was 1,200 to a mile there. I just think third up, Larry Cassidy back on. He's a good horse, this bloke, and uh, 8 or $9 each way, great bet. Alrighty, the only other black type in Australia on Saturday, as far as I'm aware, is at Flemington, where the track, as we speak, is mm. a heavy nine. Uh, and I don't think we're going to get too much too much drying conditions between now and Saturday. So that's something to think about. The black type race I'm talking about is race six. It is the Hilton Nicholas Straight Six, as the name would suggest. It is over the straight 1,200 metres. And it is a listed handicap. Joel, uh, what are your thoughts here? I might have underestimated all that rain we got. Um, I'm just having the back of my mind that it's Flemington and it'll dry out. So I'm hoping it does because I I think number nine, Rich Itch, can be an improver here. I just think he needed the run first up and I don't think he really handled the heavy there at Caulfield. He can handle soft and he's performed well down the straight and some pretty good company. So, look, I'm obviously hoping that it dries out a bit. And if it does, I think he can run well. 14, Lord Von Costa. Always seems to go out a good price. And he's got a pretty decent record. Craig Williams rides first up. Uh, so, certainly keeping him safe. 10, Miss Yano. All three of her runs have been quite solid this time in. She's yet to place, but she hasn't been far away. And 8, Romancer can pull out a run fresh. Wouldn't be shocked to see him thereabouts. Uh, La Tigressa would be the other one to keep safe inside gate. Probably a no-no, but does like wet and has jumped out well. Um, Daniel, you're uh, you're probably hoping for a bit of drying out as well. Yeah, certainly. Milwaukee might on top of, I think, what, three starts on a heavy track for no placings. He's clearly going well, and we know how much he loves the Flemington Strait. He's passed two over the thousands uh, down the um, straight here. He's sort of hit the front and we looked home last start, I thought. Um, and then Prezado jumped out of the ground to win to record his second win in a row, formerly a non-winner. Um, but he's going well, Milwaukee, I just think. Uh, with the senior rider on now, Jive McNeil, um, he can do enough and yeah, get the deserved win this preparation. Seven on top, six haunted, uh, one that sort of handles all goings. I wouldn't necessarily hate a, hit, a wet track, does this horse. Um, it's heavy and soft track form, quite good. And does run well here at Flemington. Rocks the cast off. Um, freshened up since running uh, running okay in the Rahiba Stakes. It was a hot race, that one. Um, we touched on a few times on this podcast. Sort of got a little bit unlucky there. Freshened up since then. Has jumped out quite well. Um, has won two of his four starts here at Flemington. And the three, Rich Charm, keen to see him back at the races. Um Another one who was sort of luckless in that Hariba stake with his recent jump out was handy enough. 
and we know he's um, got a good race in him at the, down the <clears throat> down the straight at Flemington. So at a bigger price, worth throwing into into multiples. Rich Charm seven six four and three for me. Uh, yes, I went for Milwaukee as well, and in fact made him my best of the program. So slight worry with the three starts for OOO on the heavy, uh, but it is Flemington, so it does dry up. We don't get too much more rain. We might get out of the heavy zone. My value bet uh, is at is in race. Oh, can you believe it? Two dollars thirty. <laughs> okay, how can? Uh, Alpha Oro is uh, the horse I'm talking about. Obviously uh, on the up, but I thought there was enough in that race, um, that which is also down the straight. In this case, 1,100 metres. I thought there was enough to uh, get Alpha Oro out to an each-way price, but uh, definitely not. Um, Joel, talk us through your specials at Flemington. Uh, my value is Cura May. She's been a good horse to me, so she doesn't owe me anything, and I'm happy to stick with her. She's two from two at Flemington. Come up with a wide gate, and she is up in weight, but uh, she goes well for Dean Yendall, and yeah, I just I think she'll go out over the odds again in a pretty even race. And my best is in the last, no exposure on wet tracks, but uh, and it's a pretty good field too that last race. But I like number twelve Samals. She's a good filly. She made a subsequent stakes winner on debut, Wild Vixen, then won again, and then started two dollars thirty against Rubisaki. Have to like that starting price. She finished fourth and then put out for a spell after missing out at 1400 probably the end of her prep. She's been jumping out super at Flemington. I think uh, $12 is over the odds for her, albeit in a decent race. Yeah, my best Daniel. Yeah, my best comes up in the first. I was keen on Starcaster each way last week, but was scratched. Um, yeah, second up run at Sandown up to the 2100 metres in a race if you're sort of in the um, back half of the field, you were no chance of running on. Nothing ran on. It was all dominated from the front. On a heavy nine, two. Like his heavy, his first heavy track start. His soft track form is pretty good. A win in three minor placings from four starts. I think he's a um, horse going places. He's relatively lightly raced, only the fifteen starts as a five-year-old, and he's third up here. I think he's ready to do something, and I think it'll be very hard to beat. It gets off, get us off to a good start. So race five. So race one, number five, Starcaster. The value comes up in uh, race five, which is Translator. Two from two, this time in. Will only prove up to the 2,000 metres. He's a, look, he's a pretty good bunch of three-year-olds he's up against here. Um, but he was good in a Geelong Classic against um, his age group in the spring last preparation, running fourth there at a, at a big price, making some ground late. Um, yeah, I just think he'll only prove up to 2,000 metres, and I think the market's missed him at $11. It'll be it is a... Uh, there are some good horses in this field. But, yeah, translator, my value, uh, race five at number nine. They are racing at Royal Randwick in Sydney on Saturday. Rain affected track is expected. Joel, what have you found for us there? I made my best Miss Einstein, race six, number 10. She was just a tragedy last start. I know everyone else was probably looking at subpoenaed and... So I think Sportsbet refunded all the money on subpoenaed for the justice payout. Where was the where was the justice for Miss Einstein? <laughs> I want to know. But um, anyway, yeah, she was probably going to win. She was going to get close. She got squeezed out, badly checked, and ran third. Both her runs have been super. There's a little bit of depth to this race, but I just think if she gets the right luck, she can win third up. And my value bet is race three, number eight, Stockman. A horse of always... 
sort of kept an eye out for when I, I heard Joe Pride in an interview post, or sorry, pre a Wyong maiden late last year, give this horse a fair rap, and he duly charged home for second that day at a bit of a price. He's won two from three this prep. It was a strong win at Wyong. You don't see many horses come from last at Wyong at the turn and win over the mile. He's heading in the right direction. Big track, 2,000 metres. He'll lap that up. Daniel, you're waiting till late in the day. I am. Um, Arkadimus in race number eight, the three. Look, he'll just really appreciate getting back to this sort of benchmark level. He's contested group racing um, pretty much the last five, six, seven starts. And he's raced, you know, okay there. Um, he was good in the Hawkesbury Cup first up on the pace. He was well back that day. Um, led them up and, and stuck on well. I mean, Geary won that race, of course. His second up form is very good, two of three. Um, and I think fitter for that run of the belt, no doubt. And, yeah, just the just the key is getting back um, to this sort of level after taking on group company his last few runs. So Arkadimus can hopefully do the job for us. Race eight, number three. The value comes up in the last. Misteed, I think, is going well this time in. Uh, probably should have finished closer to Mars Crusader last start. Mind you, Mars Crusader was... Um, taking care of the last sort of 200 metres there. But um, run into third, Miss D did, and does like a wet track, which she'll get on Saturday. Uh, I think she's going better than the form suggests this time in um, and going up the wrong price again each way odds. So race nine, number six, Miss D, my value in Sydney. In South Australia, the carnival is over. A uh, very successful one, very enjoyable one, I thought, but there were a few... Uh, rumblings about having to be on the rail one week and having to be out wide another week. Um, so we head out to Murray Bridge, the fairest racetrack in Australia. Daniel, what uh, you should uh, have a couple of certainties for us I'd there. I hope so. Um, LaBelle Jude is on the quick backup. Of course, took on stakes grade last, um, last weekend and scored herself some black type, which was good. Um, she finished third in that race behind Oasis Girl at a big price, sat on the pace and um, yeah, sort of tried hard in defeat. I like to back up um, into this and yeah, likely to go forward and, and take some beating again in what is a much easier race. So LaBelle Jude, my best at Murray Bridge, race five, yeah, race five, number 10. Uh, the value comes up in the very next race, race number six, VV Valentina, um, Victorian fans would know her. She sort of spent a, time, a bit of time with Anthony Friedman um, and then had a couple of runs for Bjorn Baker last time. And she's now with the Will Clark and Stable. The Stable, we know, has a very good record with these tried horses. Um, I thought her recent jump out at Morphville was very good. She sort of sat on the pace out wide, and and when given a bit of a reminder late, she really extended nicely late. Um, she's a pretty classy mare on her day. She only had two wins from 18 starts, um, but I think she's a better horse, and that record indicates. And first up here, and what is a pretty moderate, pretty moderate race, I think she's... Um, Definitely worth a bet each way. So race six, number 13, VV Valentina, the value. Any thoughts about uh, Murray no, Bridge? Me. Carnival over. So uh, my cue's back in the rack for SA Racing. All right. Well, Perth Racing ground staff um, have had a very slack time of it, haven't they? Because uh, we're about to move to Belmont this week and they haven't even had to pack up the, <laughs> pack up the tables and chairs and move them over the road because there will be no crowds. Uh, there is no black type either on Saturday for Belmont's opener. I know they've been racing there on a Thursday, but um, uh, there is a provincial championship series final. That is a tough one. Uh, BJ's uh, specials come up earlier in the program. BJ Ryan's 
Uh, so at a very civilised time. Start in the first, which is a maiden at 1.58 Eastern time. BJ uh, likes number 12, Ancient Remedy, at a good each-way price there of about $7.50. And his best bet comes up at 3.17 Eastern uh, in the three-year-old race over 1,400 metres. That is race three, number three, Resort Man. Uh, plenty of other action around Australia this weekend from Friday to Sunday, all covered in your winning post as well as fields for Monday. Um, and one of the more interesting ones is on Sunday when uh, we go to Ladbrokes Park Sandown Lakeside for the Australian Hurdle and Steeple. And, uh, well, we uh, keep hearing about how many horses are trialling and schooling uh, for the jumps these days, but uh, not massive fields for these features on Sunday. Daniel, uh, you've done the form here. Just very quickly, what did you like in the hurdle and steeple? In the hurdle, you got uh, race two, number two, Gobs. Yeah, that's right. I'm probably playing around um, the three horses that came out of that last start race, Gobstopper, uh, runaway and H and King. I'm going to stick with Gobstar. I think it'll only improve up to up in trip to the 1300 meters, and the wet track, likely wet track, won't hurt. So race two, number two, um, and my race in the tip in the Australian Sheeple Chase. Race three, number three, Slowpoke Rodriguez. His form on the flat this preparation had been um, really, really good over sort of shorter trip, shorter trips, getting a long way back and hitting the line well. He wasn't winning those races, but sort of um, approaching these longer distances, it was good. Good to see him do on the flat. He, Tackled the Briley in his first jumps race of the preparation and um, probably too far back, made some ground, but getting leggy uh, sort of on the speed. So, um, the better horse that day. I thought he ran on well and will just improve like Gobstopper out to 3,900 metres here. So race three, number three, and race two, number two, my tips for the hurdles. All righty. Uh, Joel, any thoughts about the No, nothing training? for me on Sunday. Okie dokie. Well, that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already or just uh, go to winningpost.com.au, click the link and get it online anytime from four o'clock Thursdays uh, and just five bucks. You get everything you get in the printed paper. And in fact, you get more. You get um, form guides for the uh, Saturday provincials that you don't get in all states. Uh, in the printed version, and you also get full, uh, fuller versions of stuff that we can't quite uh, fit in with the massive fields that we are experiencing around the country these days. Finally, our best $20 bet of the weekend. And, uh, well, I'm going to go for this one that um, well, it's a, yet another short price favourite, despite being my value bet, and that is Flemington Race 4, number 12, Alpha Oro. I'm going to go to Brisbane, Race 4, number 11, So Dapper. Uh, I'll s- stick to Melbourne in the first Starcaster race one number five. Okay, have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week on the preview podcast.